the Jazz. Uh-oh. Stockton, open three. The high schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. And with Jason Walker... We will get that updated. Someday. Someday. Still waiting. <laughs> uh, welcome on in. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, a lot of things to kind of recap from the weekend that was. A lot of small things. Nothing big happened, but a lot of small things. Yeah, we've got some former Aggies that we're following in basketball. <laughs> Namish Keta with the Kings. Justin Bean with the Clippers. Max Shulga overseas. Uh, we'll look at how the Jazz kind of wrapped up their summer league. Uh, we have the uh, Maxwell Award watch lists that are out. Logan Bonner's on there. Of course, these preseason award watch lists, they like throw everybody on there. Yeah, I, like. I went through and counted, and so this is subject to slight human error, but I think I counted 84 names, and there are 130 teams in F131, 132, I don't know exactly how many, but it's 130-ish. 84 names, you've covered the best player in just wow. about every non-trash team. Yeah. If you're a starter, guess what? You're going to be on the list. <laughs> Even some backups are on the list. That's true. The backup quarterback at Alabama, I don't know if that's true, but like, it wouldn't surprise me if like, the backup <laughs> quarterback somewhere, it's, you know, some five-star backup or like Arch Manning or whatever just ends up on there just because. <laughs> just because. Based on future potential. Uh, so yeah, we, we'll, we've got that. Um, and, uh, uh, any more movement or, or rumor or trade with Donovan Mitchell, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, jazz did make some moves over the weekend. So we'll recap that as well. But uh, if you want to chime in on any of these topics, the full court press text line is open and ready for business. 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in, um, and, uh, and, and gosh, last but certainly not least, coming up at 425, the latest in our top 25 Aggies for 2022. Uh, number 24 today. We'll reveal who's number 24 on our list and um, get our, our thoughts on who that is and how he might impact the, the, uh, the team this upcoming season and get your reactions to it as well as to uh, know who he is and and what he might mean for the team this fall. So, yeah. a lot to get through today. Yeah, lot again, lots of little things. No huge news, just, you know, a lot of housekeeping over the weekend from, uh, you know, a nice weekend for, for sports. I, I, and one last thing i got to throw in there, too. Speaking of housekeeping, pick six. We haven't done yeah. pick six in a while. Yeah. So, we, we got to do it. So, we'll reveal uh, who won. And in fact, let's go through that now because it kind of serves as a launch pad to recap what happened over the weekend. All right, let's do that. Okay, so you have not seen the results. No, I have not. I've I've tried to like keep them out of my head so I can maintain the surprise. I literally don't know who won. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so you started off, if I remember correctly. Yes. So your first one was uh, uh, Butler assists. Yeah. How many assists would um, would Jared Butler get? For the Jazz, it set the line at seven and a half. 
and this was in their final regularly scheduled game Friday afternoon. He didn't play. Yeah, I remember that one. He didn't play. <laughs> so <laughs> I took the under. You took the over. So I got that one. There you go. Okay. Uh, the Yankees and Red Sox had a series going into the weekend. And uh, you straight up, who was going to win the series? The best of three, who's going to win the series? We both took the Yankees. And the Yankees won 2-1 to one Yeah, in the series. And so far, I'm leading 2-1. to one, But it's close. Uh, the next one, blocks by Namiish Keda. Again, in the final game of the regular Summer League. Uh, line was set at 2.5. We both took the over. He only had one. Oh. So we both missed on that one. Uh, so then it comes to my three, Justin Bean. How many points would he score against the Jazz? We set the line. I set the line at seven and a half. I took the over. You took the under. He only scored two. So okay. at this point, we're tied two-two. Um, Real Salt Lake was taking on Sporting <laughs> oh. KC. No, I remember this one. <laughs> I said RSL beating. Sporting Kansas City by two and a half. And you laughed at me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I took the over. You took the under. And Real Salt Lake won three to zero. I'm sorry. I couldn't predict that Sporting <laughs> Kansas City would get a red card. I was doing all right in that one. RSL couldn't score worth their darn until the second half. And then, they, and then the floodgates came. Yeah, Casey got a red card, and all of a sudden they started pouring them on. It's like, oh dang, I lost that one. <laughs> That's the one I remember. Cause I was watching the game, and I was like, okay, they can't win by more than three. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the way you reacted to that, I'm like, oh, I think I set that way too high. Well, because Arsenal can't score goals this year, and all of a sudden they just score, they go three zero on the team. And it's like, I was really confident in that one. Like, there, there's no way they're beating somebody by three goals. And what do they do? They beat someone by three goals. <laughs> three goals. Uh, okay, so it comes down to uh, our, our last one here. So, so far, um, I'm up. I've got three correct, and you've got two. Yeah. Our last one. The Mets and the Cubs, have a, they're having a four-game series going into the weekend, going into the All-Star break. And so uh, the games were in Chicago, and I set the line. New York wins three and a half games. I took the over. I didn't have any faith in my Cubs. You took the under, and uh, the Mets won three out of the four. So you got that. So (laughs) it ended up being a push. But those were close games. Besides the first game, game two, uh, was two to one and went eleven innings. Game three was four to three. It went ten. <coughs> Chicago ended up winning game four three to two. It was actually a, a closer series than I would have predicted. Sounds like I didn't follow the series at all. So but I was like, <laughs> the Mets got game one eight nothing. There was a rain delay, got postponed. So there's a couple of doubleheaders in there, but kind of an exciting series more so than uh, initially would have thought. Yeah, but we didn't have time to do tiebreaker, so we ended up as a push. So I, I, I retained my crown you were, by default. You've not been knocked off your perch. There we go, baby. <laughs> if only RSL had only won 2-0. I, yes. <laughs> it was weird to be rooting for RSL to not score another goal. <laughs> don't, don't score. Although once they got that third one, I was like, all right, let's go for number four. <laughs> I was all in once they did that. I, I know. It's, it's kind of like fantasy sports. Like if you've got a, a player 
on a team, like, but you have a team that you root for, but maybe a player on another team. Yeah. It, it kind of presents like a weird position to have yourself in. Yeah. Do I root for the player to help my overall standings, or do I root for my team? It's like put on your fantasy team scores against your actual team, and you're like, yes, wait a minute. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Can't do that. Uh, recapping some of the things that did happen that were part of our pick six, the uh, Utah Jazz uh, in the Summer League. Uh, we saw Namish Keta, Justin Bean. Uh, it it was a nice summer for Namish Keta. There have been a number of people impressed with his play, his footwork, his athleticism, his bounce. Nimi did some really good things to help his NBA stock. Yeah, so much so that we actually technically didn't see him at the end there. He sat on the bench. He was a DNP CD, as was Keegan Murray the Kings, you know, high draft pick this year. So it was kind of more one of those victory cigar benchings, like, all right, you've done good enough, sit on the bench. Yes. That's that's what it kind of felt like. It's just, all right, you're, we're good. We got enough of you. We know what you're like. You're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and it, really that's kind of how it was with Neely, that he had played well enough. Um, he, uh, let's see, I'm looking it up for blocks. Uh, he averaged... Uh, 2.8 blocks per game. That was fourth overall in the summer league. Uh, he averaged uh, six and a half rebounds. Uh, he had a plus minus of 13, which was really solid. Uh, so it was a it was a good outing. Nimi was a top 10 player in a lot of different categories when you look at it and how he performed in the summer league. Yeah, probably the only weakness is it didn't feel like he was that great of a finisher. You know, for a center who's taking most of his shots around the rim, he didn't have the greatest percentages. Maybe he took a few more jump shots than I'm that I'm remembering, but you know, he had okay percentages. Maybe could have been a more dominant rebounder, but overall, you really like what he saw. Because maybe his rebounding numbers weren't super high, but he's probably averaged like under twenty-five minutes a game, I think. Cause he he you don't tend to get volume minutes in summer league. Right. Uh, in fact, uh, let me just double-check that. His minutes per game, uh, he was 23.8 minutes per game. Yeah, so maybe I don't give him enough credit on those rebounds because if he averaged, what was it, six, six rebounds? Uh, six and a half. Yeah, so six and a half in 23 minutes is actually pretty dang good. Uh, and I think I pointed out when I named him like my player of the week, I think per 36 minutes or per yeah, – I think per 36 minutes he was at like 11-something. So, you know, good rebounding numbers from him on a per-minute basis. I guess the one real knock would have been, could be a bit of a better finisher, but that's something you can keep working on. Uh, only 55% of the line, is, you know, just certainly needs to continue to improve his free-throw shooting. Yeah. He got better towards the end of his college career. He worked himself into being in mid-60s, which is about as, you know, that's good for a center. It's obviously not good relative to everybody else, but if you're shooting 65% as a center, you're at least not a complete liability. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Um, but uh, And that's – actually, that's uh, the entirety of his uh, summer league uh, play. And so he was you – know, he, he, yeah, absolutely had a solid – uh, solid summer for the uh, for the Kings. Now Justin Bean, uh, wish we would have seen a little bit more opportunity for yeah. Bean. Uh, with three games, I think three appearances. Had one game where he played like they gave him some more time to be on the court. Yeah, and 
and he looked like he made the most of that time, but kind of limited in some of his other appearances. And so... Um, Not really a statistical presence. Yes. Um, so you hope that they saw stuff on the floor from him where it's like, okay, you weren't getting the rebounds or whatever, but you were, getting, you were doing good defense, making good hustle plays, being an impact on offense in other ways other than finishing the ball because, yeah, if you look at his stat sheet, it's like, was he just floating around? Now, that's the story the stat sheet tells. Hopefully the film is telling another story. Yeah, he ended up averaging about three and a half boards uh, per game there in Las Vegas. Um, he uh, finished with a, a, a plus two in his plus minus, um, but uh, averaged about 12, 12 minutes per game. Certainly that's kind of inflated because one game he played a lot and a couple other games he didn't play much at all. Yeah. But um, so – uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully something happens uh, with the fall. But really, I Justin Bean looks like he's probably more of a G League prospect. I don't know what his chances are after participating in the summer league in trying to f- leverage that into something overseas or if he wants to still try to uh, take a crack at the NBA by by uh, honing his skills and his development in the G League. Yeah, and the, and the deal he signed with the Clippers – Gives the Clippers the right to keep him on their G League team. It's like the Exhibit 10 contract, I think is what it's called. Right. So they can retain him on the G League, and I think they can keep him throughout training camp. They may not. They may not uh, decide to give him a roster spot on their uh, on their training camp roster, but they could retain him for their G League, which maybe, maybe not. You know, if they weren't impressed by his summer league performance, then they may not keep him for the G League, and he may end up going and playing, you know, Euro Ball or uh, Italian League, or you know, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, I, I think that um, something that is tends to be a concern uh, for some guys coming out of places like Utah State is if they are return missionaries. Uh, he's he's older. He's an older player as a rookie for the NBA, and so that may be uh, a bit of a risk that some of these guys, some teams may not want. I'd rather go on a younger player whom they can develop into more of a have a longer-term return on their investment with the, the time and energy that they put into them to develop. Yeah, you really have to be almost a completely polished, ready player. Kind of on the way Sam Merrill was, but even then, his age, I think, really hurt him in the fact that, you know, he gets drafted 60th where maybe if he was a 21-year-old, okay, he's a 21-year-old shooter, you know, maybe we can develop into something. He was 25, I think, in his rookie season, 24, 25 years old. So, sure, he was NBA-ready, but he wasn't as good as other 25-year-olds in the league. And so I think that hurt his his chances. And getting drafted to a team that would win the NBA title, there's not much in the way of roster space. Right, he was very deep on that bench. Um, for the Utah Jazz, Jared Butler uh, really didn't. We didn't see him really in Salt Lake, but uh, he started to do a lot more in Las Vegas. He had some games where he was a great playmaker on the court. Great court vision, made some great passes. Uh, he uh, uh, really helped set up his teammates. His shooting, his outside shooting, still leaves something to be desired. Uh, he's he got looks. But he's got to be more consistent as being able to hit that shot when he's when he's open when he can. 
Yeah, he's he's really just jacking up all these three-pointers. Uh, most of his shots are from the outside. He's not getting to the rim a ton. And if you're going to be that kind of player, which it's 6'3", sometimes you have to be, uh, if you're going to be that kind of player, you got to hit those. And he's just not. And, I mean, I've said this time and time again. I, coming out of college, he felt like he was that kind of guy. Could play that kind of game. He had a smooth shot, fixed the release a little bit to where it's a little higher, and then you're you're golden. But he's just not maybe in the process. Maybe he's been trying to raise his release point, and that's messed him up. Um, maybe it'll just take him a while to get through this. You know, when, you, when you're fixing your golf shot, it royally screws you up for a while. Maybe it's the same way with, you know, shooting mechanics in basketball. Maybe he's trying to adjust his shot, working with the coaches, and it's messed him up for now. Or maybe he's just not translating to the NBA. I don't know. It, it, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, he he shows he's got playmaking ability. Um, <laughs> defensively, it's uh, it was okay. I don't remember thinking great one way or the other. It was if it was really poor or really great. I thought it's kind of hard to tell in some of these, these summer league games. But um, certainly he he shows the ability that he can be a playmaker on the floor. But he's got to be able to hit the shot and he's got to be able to defend well on the perimeter. Yeah, I think he put a lot more effort into defense um, when he wasn't in this offensive role that he was because when he's played NBA minutes, he's not had this role on offense. So where is he going to focus most of his energy? Some off-ball movement and especially on defense. Well, now he's having to put all of his energy into being the playmaker and shooter, so some of that effort isn't going into defense. And given how much of defense is effort, then his defense is waning a little bit. Somebody who looks like they, he is... NBA ready for his defense is Leandro Balmaro. This is a, a, a guy that was part of the Minnesota trade. Um, I, I like his length. I like his defensive presence. There were concerns about his outside shooting ability. And he had some games where he looked okay as an outside shooter, but then a couple mo- other moments where he looked like, okay, yeah, this guy still needs to work on some things. It's just about every other moment except that one game right? where he's really showed that his shot just isn't there could be years away, which is really unfortunate because, yeah, he has every tool to be a you know a good defender in the NBA, and if he had that shot, he'd be a 3-and-D guy, and suddenly he's one of the most valuable role players, you know, the most valuable role player archetype. Unfortunately, he just doesn't have that three-point shot, so, I mean, and, I mean, how many times do we say that about a guy? If he had a three-point shot, it's like, all right, kids, <laughs> if you're six foot seven and somewhat athletic – Work on your three-point shot. It could make you a millionaire. Yes, you will get opportunities, no question. <laughs> so um, those were the guys of uh, most interest, at least for me, kind of watching uh, the, uh, the, the Summer League with uh, the Utah Jazz, Justin Bean, and Namish Keta. Um, I don't know that there's really too many other guys on the Utah Jazz roster that I was paying too close attention to. Certainly, that uh, you know Bruno from uh, from Brazil uh, had some great moments, and he seemed pretty consistent. But it's kind of like a Justin Bean thing here. He this is a guy who was drafted originally by who Toronto back in 2014, and just has never really been able to stick with on an NBA roster. Uh, and at 26, 27, how much do you still try to pursue somebody like that on your roster? Do you, how many roster spots do you even have? to give to somebody who's still you know, at that age, not quite developing yet. Yeah. 
It depends. Of of all the summer league guys, I guess, aside from the guys who technically already have contracts, Bruno was probably the most likely because he already has some NBA experience and was showing to be one of the better players. But yeah, his NBA minutes have been sparse and not very often. So he may not end up getting a contract. <laughs> the Jazz do have spots to fill, I think, still, but especially if they start moving more pieces, but... Right, and uh, before we take a, a, our time out and come back and get ready for our top 25 Aggies uh, and the latest in our countdown, uh, the Utah Jazz did fill a roster spot over the weekend, and we'll find out more about him. But uh, Italian forward, we're guessing on the pronunciation of his I, name. I, looked, I think I looked it up. I think I got it. it Ooh, it's, all right. it's Google. So it's Simone Fontecchio, or Fontecchio. G- give a little bit on there. I think I think that's, that's what the Internet told me how to pronounce it. I will take your word for it. Simone Fontecchio. So that guy <laughs> was signed. Uh, and he's regarded as, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, he's regarded as the best available international small forward prospect. Uh, 26 years old, averaged about 12 <coughs> points uh, in the Spanish uh, league this uh, last season, 41% from three uh, in his past two professional seasons. Um, so... Uh, Utah trying to find that uh, wing defender who can score, and they went international to find him. Yeah. Basically, he's a he's a cheap contract. There's some intriguing aspects in that he does look like an NBA player, has borderline NBA athleticism. I know some people call him sneaky athletic, which they called Sam Merrill sneaky athletic, and that's all you need to know about that. But, you know, a guy who's 6'7", 6'8", and can shoot, there's value there. He can be intriguing. But he is also a cheap contract, so don't get too many ideas from this signing. Also, Utah announced over the weekend that, uh, well, according to Woj, Utah didn't announce it, but according to Woj Narowski, uh, the Jazz have agreed to hire Jason Terry to uh, join Will Hardy's staff. He was somebody who was in the running to be the head coach. Jason Terry had a long NBA career, was the sixth man of the year back in 2008-2009, and he has been... Uh, in the G League as a head coach there. So I, I actually like that hire, being on Will Hardy's staff, somebody with some championship DNA on the staff. Yeah, I think everyone who said anything about this hire seems to like it. Uh, I like it. There's only so much you can guess from how he's going to have an impact as an assistant. But, you know, one thing I've wanted, I have want good offensive assistance or, or just good assistance in general when you're helping out a young coach because I want to see kind of an offensive revolution course kind of have to wait now because the, the landscape's changed a little bit. But yeah, that's true. It's exciting to see. All right, uh, time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, number 24 in our top 25 Aggies of the 2022 football season is coming up next. But first, before we get to that, just want to remind you about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. And uh, this it's been hot this weekend. It got really hot. And it's not getting any cooler. And that can be tough on your vehicle. So make sure you have the right oil so your vehicle runs at its optimum efficiency so valvoline instant oil change they can help that uh, make sure your vehicle is doing that right and the other great thing is that they get you in and out fast so they'll get you back on the road quickly they're located at 695 north main in logan that's valvoline instant oil change 
Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. For the second year in a row, Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advancedheating-ac.com. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence in a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. With rising gas prices, there's never been a better time than now to go electric. Come to Murdoch Volkswagen and see what all the hype is about when you test drive the new 2022 ID4. With a range of just under 300 miles, the ID4 has all the latest technology, including a digital dash, remote access, adaptive cruise, and blind spot monitoring. Come in and take a test drive and reserve your brand new electric ID4 today. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Volkswagen and Logan or online at MurdochVW.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 731-22. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you and uh, beat the heat. Let them fix or recharge your air conditioner if it's gone out. Definitely need it running properly right now the way it's hot. But give them a call if you need help with that, 435-229-4345. Grantham Mobile Automotive. Uh, In part of our top 25, Aggies, in our countdown, getting closer to the start of the Utah State football season. Big shout-out to Al Lewis for helping us count these down and give us some insight as to who these players are and what their impacts could be. We're at uh, number 24 today. Uh, last week, we unveiled number 25. And that was running back John Gentry. And today, we revealed number 24 in our top 25 list. Number 24 on our Cash Valley Media Group's list of the top 25 Aggies for this year is wide receiver number 9, Kyle Van Leeuwen. Van Leeuwen is a 5'9", 180-pound junior who has been in 13 football games for the Aggies last year, 
15 in his career. He caught eight passes last year after being a squad member in 2020. He had three catches, 28 yards against BYU. And since he played at Timpu High School in Provo, probably excited about that. And of course, his brothers, Travis and Zach, were both wide receivers at Utah State before. Number 24 on our list, Kyle Van Leeuwen. Yeah, uh, Kyle Van Leeuwen definitely has uh, is part of wide receiver royalty at Utah State. Uh, his two older brothers were outstanding wide receivers, and Kyle looks like he can step into those into that same role. Uh, certainly, what he did last year and has done so far for the Aggies isn't a lot, but based on what I saw in the fall last year and especially in the spring is why I had him in my top 25 of consideration. Yeah, see, I had him all the way up at number 16 on my list. Ooh. So I might have pushed him into the actual top 25 here because um, I really think, you know, with you look at where Logan Bonner is at his best, it's throwing over the middle. Who's going to be running across the middle? Kyle Van Leeuwen. He's going to be a big part of this passing offense, I think more than some people are giving him credit for. I have him above a couple of other receivers that people put a little higher on this list, uh, which they ended up higher on the list than, than than I put them. So we'll get to that. But I think Van Leeuwen is going to be potentially number two uh, in terms of receiving yards in the best world, at least for Van Leeuwen individually. He could end up, I think, as the number one wide receiver in terms of yards. I wouldn't predict that, but it's something I wouldn't be – completely surprised if you told me what was going to happen. Well, some of the things that stand out to me about Van Leeuwen is great body control. When that ball goes up, he will do whatever he needs to do to get in a position to bring that ball down safely. Uh, there were some great uh, throws in the spring where it looked like it was an uncatchable ball, but somehow he found a way to bring it down. Outstanding body control. Uh, I think... When I look at him, I see him fulfilling more of that role that Brandon Bowling played in last year's offense. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what he is, and he's going to be chasing those balls that Bonner throws over the middle, which sometimes they're a little inaccurate, but with his body control and his hands, he's going to come down with most of those because usually he's open, or you know that middle is open. They scheme that middle of the field open really well in this offense. Sometimes Bonner's not super accurate there, but... Van Leeuwen's going to come down with those, and he's going to get lots of yards, lots of catches, lots of first downs, and you're going to be hearing his name a lot this season. I think he, we, we didn't see a lot of him last year, not because it was anything against him. It's just the guys ahead of him were just outstanding. I mean, three guys who caught 10 touchdowns each. I mean, that's just rare. It's super rare. I hope people recognize just how unique last year was in a lot of reasons. But Kyle Van Leeuwen has an opportunity to step into some of those roles and play a similar role that those guys did with the same offensive coordinator, same wide receivers coach, same quarterback. And that's why I see Kyle Van Leeuwen as having a potential big impact for Utah State offensively. Yeah, definitely. As far as the players who are on this roster last year, could be one of the biggest breakouts on offense. Because um, a lot of the other potential new impact guys are people who are on who. You know, incoming transfers, you know, Cobbs and Williams and whatnot. Van Loon could be the guy that takes the biggest leap from last year to this year, you know, that was already here. Right, and uh, potential to kind of surprise some people because there's not a lot of film <coughs> on him and what his ability is. 
Uh, so early on in the year, uh, he may have an opportunity to kind of surprise some people. We know what he can do, but there's not a lot of film on him unless people are sneaking into these spring practices. Uh, but this is uh, if he can stay healthy, too. Uh, that was a bit of an issue last year in the fall. Some games that he didn't have a big impact in um, and uh, had a bit of a shoulder injury that slowed him down a little bit. So hopefully he stays healthy because he could have a big role for Utah State. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so there's number 24 on our list of top 25 Aggies of 2022. Uh, agree or disagree? Is he in the right placement? Should he be higher or lower on the list? Love to hear from me on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. Bright green cars. That's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the bright green cars outside, and some even talk about the building. But the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. Hi, this is Deputy Salanoa from the Cache County Sheriff's Office, inviting everyone to join us for the annual truck pull for Special Olympics Utah. This year's charity event will be held Friday, July 22nd at 8 p.m. in the parking lot south of Maverick Stadium. Teams of 10 people will compete to see who can pull a fire truck 10 yards the fastest. Teams can sign up by visiting this radio station's website and clicking on the community calendar. Everyone is invited to come out and cheer the teams on. Sign up your team now and come watch this fun event again on July 22nd at 8 p.m. at the parking lot south of the Maverick Stadium. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engagement ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest July 21st, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. to learn all about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us July 21st at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493 to RSVP and walk-ins are always welcome. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real, and it may be happening to you. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? It ended up being a lot every month. This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope. For millions of people, there's radio. Radio? Radio. With zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want, when you want it, for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connections required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Shh. Don't speak. When you listen to local radio, you'll never need that. <laughs> this, this is so wonderful. Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. <laughs> oh, I could use a hug. It's radio. No subscription required. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. 
Mountain West Motors, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. They're at 615 North Main in Logan. Great selection of trucks and SUVs. Check them out online at mwmotor.com or stop by 615 North Main. So number 24 in our top 25 Aggies of 2022, wide receiver Kyle Van Leeuwen. Uh, do you agree with that placement? Uh, now you said you had him at 16. I actually double-checked my list, and he was just outside of my top 25. So I misspoke. I thought I had him in my top 25, but I didn't. Oh, he didn't, he didn't even turn my mic on. <laughs> Come on. I was trying to block you. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear the truth. He doesn't want to believe Get on! I'm on the Van Leeuwen train, baby. I've got my, I've got my real estate on Van Leeuwen Island here. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking I'm, it over. I'm pretty sure I pushed him onto the list it. almost by myself. You might have. Uh, technically, when I look at the tally, and I've got our our total results, I don't have everybody's lists in front of me besides my own. But um, we actually had a, a tie. There's actually a few ties that we had. Yeah, I think we had three of them. Uh, Kyle Van Leeuwen and John Gentry were technically tied. Um, we opted to put John Gentry at number 25 and Kyle Van Leeuwen at number 24. Had a very official tie-breaking process. <laughs> yes. Eric just saying, you go there, you go there. Very arbitrary. <laughs> um, but there's a few other tie-breakers that we'll get to later on. But um, I, I'm, I'm excited for his growth and his development. Kind of like John Gentry, similarly. Not a lot of in-game uh, impact that we've seen yet. But this is as much projecting what we believe their potential will be for the team. These John Gentry and Kyle Van Leeuwen really kind of in the same boat there. So I think it's actually kind of appropriate that they're tied kind of in the position where they're at. Yeah, they're both guys who are limited experience on field, you know, real game experience, jumping into bigger, potentially bigger roles, especially Van Leeuwen. He, he could be, you know, the, the number one, like, slot receiver. So he's... He's potentially jumping into an actual starting role. Gentry maybe not so much, but could be getting more actual carries this season as the backup. Uh, full court press text line if you want to weigh in, 435-339-0321. Uh, 9315, is there anyone on the USU football team that could make the NFL? So I'm going to be a little harsh and say I do not think there's anyone on this team I can think of at the moment that I would be comfortable saying has a good chance of making the NFL. That could change, change very quickly, but I don't see anyone. Uh, there's a lot that still has to be done, but Cobbs could be an interesting prospect. Yeah, some of these wide receivers, Cobbs or Williams, they project as maybe being able to you know show that NFL potential and they have like NFL bodies, but they're completely unproven. I wouldn't really be willing to make that projection at this at this moment. I'm interested to see a Johnny Carter in his new role, how he impacts the game defensively. Yeah. Um, you have a lot but, of guys that you could say, well, if they did this, then yeah, but they have to do that first, right. and I'm not going to predict them doing so. So too, we'll see. Too early to tell right now, but right now I'm with you. It's kind of like – I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. We'll have to see what the, the season gives us. Yeah, there's plenty of players that you can see having great college seasons. For instance, Logan Bonner could have another spectacular college season. I just don't think he's an NFL quarterback, unfortunately. I've had this conversation with people like, maybe he'll make a camp, a training camp or a practice squad. 
that's probably his peak though. But he's gonna he could end up being one of the better statistically one of the better quarterbacks Utah State's had ever, even if he's not an NFL guy. And so the, and there's other guys on the roster that are like that where they just don't project as NFL players largely because of physical tools. Right. Um that being said, I mean Bobby Wagner didn't have the physical tools. Uh, at his size, it looked like he'd be a great. Uh, it would translate to be an NFL linebacker. Yeah, and we know the long career that he's had. Yeah, well, he turned out to be but. super athletic. That's one of the things is small but athletic. True, a big motor, and that's something that you know some small linebackers have managed to do. That Ray Lewis was a shorter linebacker, but he was super athletic and super physical and high motor. You know, and and Bobby Wagner was similar. You look at a guy like David Woodward who was a spectacular college linebacker, but was a little smaller, not too small. I think he was 6'2"-ish, slightly underweight for linebacker, but he wasn't athletic, and he also had some uh, concussion troubles, which uh, pretty much ended his football career. But So that's that's a guy who, you know, almost typical Utah State guy, where it's like a Utah State star, where it's like they're a spectacular college player, but they lack some physical measurables that keeps them from competing in the NFL, which is just a league of complete athletic freaks. Yeah, yes, up and down. Uh, 9315 adds another text. The only thing I can disagree with is the radio station down south has a lot of Aggies in the wrong spot on the football list. Yeah, they, they don't. Uh, a lot of the guys I had really high on my list are in, like, the 40s and 50s on their their list. Yeah. Which, granted, there's three schools. Well, and they changed how voting is done this year, and I think that pushed a lot of Aggies down, too. Yeah. But whatever. They have their way of doing it. We have our way of doing it. Yeah. We're going to focus only on Aggies. Therefore, all of our top 25 are Aggies. They're all Aggies all the time. Um, Speaking of Aggies, we talked uh, about some of the uh, summer league, uh, some former Aggies (laughs) involved in the NBA. But there's another former, well, current Aggie. Yeah, current Aggie. Doing some things. Not former yet. uh, In something this summer. Max Shulga playing for the Ukrainian national team in the U-20 um, so all the players on the roster are under the age or 20 or under. And so it's uh, not a lot of older players. So similar age and skill level could be different based on what the development programs are in those various countries or their opportunities to play it collegiately in, uh, in America or things like that. But um, he's, uh, he's had a couple of games that he's played already. He had some games where he looked really solid. Yeah, he did pretty well. Overall, so, I mean, he, he played three games in group play. Uh, his first game statistically was his best. He had, like, 28 points, 10 rebounds, I think four assists. Um, his team lost to the Czech Republic, which is actually, in terms of the FIBA ranks, was the worst team in the group. Uh, that was so, in overtime, right? It was yeah, it was in overtime, and, and Shoga, unfortunately, he missed a free throw that would have, well, I guess it, there was 26 seconds left. He missed a free throw that would have put his team up one. Um, the Czech Republic ended up missing a shot in the next possession. So I guess, theoretically, that free throw would have won the game. Um, so I guess missed a game-winning free throw. But, you know, overall did pretty well. Um, was the best statistically on that team for that game. Uh, the next game, they ended up beating Lithuania, the seventh-ranked FIBA team in the U, like the, the U-20 group. So, like, they lose to the Czech Republic and then beat a top-10 team. Bit of a turnaround there. Uh, Shoga didn't have as bright a statistical game. I think he had 15 points, 
um, six rebounds and a few assists. Uh, so a bit more well-rounded, but you know not as high scoring. And then in the third game, they got their butts kicked by Spain, uh, who's the number two team and clearly the best, you know probably the best team in the tournament. Um, so, and I think in the final game he had like six points and a rebound and not not a very good game. But you know when you're when you get blown out by a team that's much better than you, he wasn't going to be super great statistically. But overall, he was like tied for eighth in scoring in the whole tournament or the whole group play phase. You know, so 16.3 points, 5.7 rebounds, and four assists per game. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, the the big downside is he went 0 for 11 from three for the whole time. Oh. Didn't make a single three. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, got to the free throw line a lot, actually. Uh, he 22 free throws in three games. Uh, quite a bit. He actually didn't get to the free throw line in his final game. Still had 22 free throws. So he's attacking the rim. Yeah. He's making... He's trying to find other ways to score. That's yeah, good. That's really where his strength was. He was playing a lot more inside, which is what he's done a lot of in Ukraine. When you look at his Ukrainian stats, he's rebounding a lot. Like, he's almost a double-double guy in terms of his points and rebounds, but a lot of that's because he's spending his time inside. He's almost playing more small forward uh, with Ukraine than he is you know, when he's with Utah State. He's playing like a guard, maybe a two-guard. Mm-hmm. With Ukraine, he's playing small forward. So it's a slightly different role for him, and so he spends a little more time inside. He took more threes in this tournament than he usually has you know, before. He just missed all of them, which I think is not quite indicative of how good he is as a shooter. Just seemed to have a bad tournament. So he's got the, the – they've done the pool play. He's played the teams that are part of his group, and based on that outcome – then the rest of the schedule is kind of set? Is that how that works? Yeah, so they're basically going to a round of 16, which is a little weird because normally when you have group play, teams advance out of the group into the round of 16, but everybody's advancing to the round of 16. There's only 16 teams. There's four groups of four teams. So everyone's going to the round of 16. Um, who you play does, you know, it, it depends on where you finish in the group. So... The first place team in a group will play the fourth place team in a different group, second and third, you know. So Ukraine finished third in their groups. They're playing Turkey, who finished second in their group. And so that's their first round of 16 at this point. I believe it's an elimination. So do or die at this point. In mm. Turkey, the, I think, fifth ranked team, FIBA. Though they barely beat Poland in their last game. So <laughs> who's like 49th? So. There's a chance here. There's been some upsets and some close ones in this tournament, so maybe Ukraine can pull one off. Okay, that's cool. So uh, there's these games uh, are streamed. You can watch them. Usually they're pretty early in the morning, but if you've missed it, uh, most of them are archived on YouTube. Yeah, they're all on YouTube, so if you want to go watch, you can You can also look it up online and, and, and see the stats. You just kind of Google like Ukraine U20 European Championship. That's usually how I find it. Um, yeah, you can go watch him and you can see how he's doing. You know, he's he's definitely a big part. He's played like the most minutes of anyone on the team. He's clearly one of their one of their better players, a the guy they lean on for a lot of quality minutes. Um, whether or not he's the leading scorer. Well, that's. Uh, I hope that translates to uh, well a great opportunity for him coming into next year for Utah State. Uh, opportunity to play good competition in the off season. Uh, improve his confidence, improve his skill level, and uh, be a better uh, 
know, contributor for the Aggies in this upcoming basketball season. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in on our uh, top 24 or top 25 Aggies of 2022. Max Shulga, uh, the uh, uh, former Aggies in the Summer League. Uh, we even have Major League Baseball home run derby going on tonight. Yeah, I, I, I may tune in. I usually want to tune in on baseball in the World Series. So I like I really like October baseball. No, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, playoff hockey. Playoff hockey and playoff baseball are absolutely Whole spectacular. Level. It, it's harder for me to get into regular season. I'll turn it on in the background because I still like it. You know, I still enjoy watching a good baseball game and especially a good hockey game. But the intensity ramps up in the playoffs, and I'll get into it with teams I don't even care about. But it's like, this is intense. So uh, I think we've talked about this before. At least I know I have. I'd love to get your opinion, Jason. I know you're not really a big baseball guy. Yeah, not so much. But in events surrounding all-star games across a variety of professional sports, I would put the Home Run Derby as probably the most interesting exhibition uh, or fun-to-watch exhibition, if you want to call it that, or event surrounding an all-star game. Of any professional sport, there have been times where maybe the NBA slam dunk competition was that, but it certainly has faded. Um, I know there's some other events that can happen, some skills challenges across different sports, but I enjoy the home run derby when you just sit back and relax and just enjoy it for what it is. It can be kind of fun. See, the thing is, I've never actually watched a home run derby, but I think I would probably agree with you that in terms of being iconic. At this point, it may very well be number one because the dunk contest really has faded. I I can still watch it, be, or I'll go and I'll watch the highlights because the dunks are still pretty cool. But I don't give a crap because I often barely know who some of these players are. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the 14th guy off the bench, you know, kind of like a Jeremy Evans, which to be honest, some of the greatest leapers in the world or like the 14th guy off the bench is the only reason he was in the NBA. Yes. So Jeremy Evans was really good, but you don't care about these players, and I'm slowly dying over here still because <laughs> of my cough. Uh, no, but the Home Run Derby is tonight. I, I think it is kind of fun um, and uh, to see how it plays out, if it's going to be close or not, the different levels. I do get I, – I do tire of the, uh, the Berman – Back, 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 back. I mean, there's only so many times you can say that, uh, but still, it's it's a fun exhibition. Uh, by the way, eight four one zero. Read your text. Thank you. Thanks for t- tuning in. Appreciate the comments. Appreciate the compliments. Uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna take one last time out here in the full court press. But when we come back, is there any new developments with the Donovan Mitchell reported trade with the uh, Utah Jazz between the Utah Jazz and the New York Knicks? Is anything gonna come of it? And if so, why? If not, why? So we'll discuss that coming up next on the other side of this timeout. Uh, but before we do that, just remind you about Napa Auto Parts. So they got their Napa Auto Parts bucket sale going on. And you, you buy a Napa 5-gallon bucket for only $5.49 and get 20% off three or more items that you can fit in the bucket. So there are a few exclusions that apply, but it's a sweet deal. And just like the hot weather can be tough on your vehicle for a variety of reasons, it can be tough on your battery, too. So get a $20 rebate on a new Napa Legend Premium or AAA batteries at Napa 
Auto Parts. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Hi, this is Ashley Nate, Operations Manager with Cash Valley Bank at our Preston Branch location. In celebration of our new branch in Preston, we would like to invite you and your family to our open house event on Friday, July 22nd. We will have food and prizes at our branch location next to Stokes Market from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. We are excited to bring the valley-grown bank to Preston. Come and celebrate with us and discover what Cash Valley Bank can do for you. Member FDIC. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 1130 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant.com for reservations today do you have a broken appliance save money and repair your appliance with daryl's today maybe you'll decide you need to purchase new if so you can apply up to 95 dollars of your service call toward an appliance purchase we reduce the risk when you choose daryl's it's a unique deal only we can offer you see our store for details daryl's appliance service and sales west on airport road open until 6 p.m on weekdays five on saturday Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Avoid the stress of renting a shampoo machine and cleaning that dirty upholstery yourself. This is Dow with ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry's hot carbonated extraction process will make any piece of furniture in your home look close to brand new again. Sofas, love seats, recliners, or even car seats. ChemDry of Northern Utah is happy to clean your carpets, but don't forget about making sure everything in your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Jason Walker. Reminder, every weekday at 425, we will reveal the latest in our top 25 Aggies for the 2022 football season. John Gentry, number 25. Kyle Van Leeuwen, number 24. Tomorrow, who will it be at number 23? Uh, Last little bit here. uh, Well, really 10 seconds, 15 seconds. No real news on the Donovan Mitchell front. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's same old, same old. Knicks seem to be backing off. A bunch of people with no sources keep going back and forth on where this deal actually is. It feels like there were a bit of a stall period, and we're just going to have to wait. Yeah. 
No news is probably good news. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Earlier this year, superstar outfielder Juan Soto turned down a 13-year, $330 million contract for the Nationals. This weekend, the Nats upped the offer to 15 years, $440 million. Soto turned it down. The decision came as a bit of a surprise. The new deal would have made him the holder of the largest contract in baseball history. But the massive offer sheet wasn't enough to land the outfielder. Soto is one of baseball's brightest stars. He's just 23 years of age. The Nationals' offer may look impressive, but the deal would have made Soto just the 15th highest paid player in baseball, average salary-wise. It's a lot of money, but when you sign a 15-year contract, that salary won't look as impressive in a couple of years. With Soto disinterested in a new deal in Washington, the team will look to trade him. The Nats have until August 2nd to find him a new home. Although we may not have any idea where he'll end up, it looks like baseball could be rapidly approaching its first $500 million man.